Welcome to the Talking Business Podcast, where two brothers talk about business, marketing, and everything in between. Welcome back, guys. Podcast three, we've got good friend in the building, Jack Stevens. Hey, mate. Hey, thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. Much appreciated. No, all good, Jack. Um, so we're in Rocky HQ today, just at our residence. So we've all just linked up in our Rockhampton today. Um, Had you guys been previously doing it in Brisbane? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. When we we're back down in the Brizzy, Brizzy world, we just started banged out a few there just while we're both at the same place, same time. Yeah, so yeah, of course. Now we're all back in Rock Vegas, hometown. Yeah. We thought we'd flew come. In, flew in this morning, had the had the five o'clock flight, had to be at the airport. At four, Woke up at 4.30, yeah. got to the airport at five. I'm dog tired and I've just read this boarding pass. It always has your gate and your seat number. Dog tired, bro. Looked at me thing. oh yeah, 13, thinking, okay, gate 13. I've walked down the opposite end of the airport. Oh, no. <laughs> no one's, not a soul's down there. There's this one bloke and he's like working, stacking these boxes, he's getting some cleaning. sort of food. He's a janitor. Yeah. He's yeah. literally a janitor, some sort of yeah, food person, like works for the airport. And I've just gone, hey mate, says, says 13 here. And I was like, there's, there's no gate 13 down here. And he goes, yeah, yeah. I don't think it says it on the ticket. Just go look over the screen. Looked over on the screen. Looked at it and then I was like, "Yeah, it says gate twenty three. Look back down at my ticket, seat thirteen C. Oh, <laughs> you should have known straight away. Good Unlucky. start of the day. It's well, like it's all five, up from here. Then I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, five yeah. a.m. So it didn't start off right. I had to walk the other way, other end of the airport to get on my flight. And yeah, I didn't get to bed till midnight. And then you didn't it. you didn't miss it, did you? Like didn't nah, miss okay. it. That's nearly, only something yeah. you'd do, Steve. Oh, hundred oh, percent. I nearly I, honestly, I nearly missed it because I had me bedtime on and went to set the alarm, and I only have it on Monday to friday and just before i went i was like oh and then i realized and i changed otherwise would have missed me five i've done that multiple times i wouldn't yeah. be here for the potty yeah so. yeah oh me and brando be able to do it ourselves yeah right? <laughs> no, no worries, no right worries. let's get into it brando all right well while we've got steve on today guys uh we just want to run through a bit of a discussion point um so tyler and i if you've listened to our previous two podcasts so we've gone through we we know jack from you know way back what Brothers League's Day, well, I think. Actually, you know, mum blew my mind today. I completely forgot about this because I've been telling people I know you from Brothers League's Club as well. We went to the same preschool. Yeah, yeah. Creso. what, Creso? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, mum, I was like, oh, mum, yeah, you're right. We go like, way, way, way back. Way back, yeah, yeah. But then obviously, yeah, proper became a thing once, God, it was like under nines, brothers, I think. Uh, year ten, yeah, it would have been nines and tens. Yeah, so year yeah. four or five. Yeah, yeah, joining. and then went to sixteens. Yeah, and, and then when did you come to that, grammar after yeah. that? Oh yeah, grammar was uh, grade yeah, what eight. Year so did I you finished come, off. Was what, um, what did you come to grammar again? Grade eight, so I finished off as school captain at Creso and like, yeah, come in at um, <laughs> oh, peak of your primary school life. Peak of the peak. primary school life, yeah, come into grammar and yeah, it was just a little grade eighter, just in the big old big old pond. Yeah, nice, nice. But yeah, well, I've got Steve on today, guys. Um, yeah, like I said, we've done, Tol and I have gone through the uni channels um, and that's kind of how we started, I guess, our business and, and, and how we've got to here now. But we've just, Steve-O, he's our good mate and we went through school together and we have similar mindsets, but Steve-O done the opposite route. So he um, he left school not doing the uni thing and, and I guess he's had a little bit of a journey on how he's worked his way up, um, got experience in a different way in the work industry not through the uni channel um and i guess at, at the end of the day he's almost you know he's done the same thing as what you could have done if you mm. did go to uni and get that degree so i guess we'll throw it over to you for a bit steve i guess just give us a little insight kind of 
you leading or up I can to give us a little give us a little bit of background about you for you know people listening that might not know you like where you grew up what your parents oh, do yeah, obviously yeah. have a bit of a successful business so intro to a bit of that and then kind of bridging you know to where, where you are now that would be cool yeah no absolutely so um for the for those oh here we go for those of you that don't know uh yes yeah, so born and bred in um in in rockhampton and um mum and dad um obviously from here as well um and they started a business uh 20 years ago um mm. that's now become one of the big, biggest business in cq and it's just recently been floated on the New Zealand Stock Exchange. Um, so yes, it's the first actual company that's headquartered in Rockhampton to be on a stock exchange. Oh, really? Yeah, which is which is massive. Um, so I grew up obviously having um, you know a, a business family. Um, so yeah. like dad was away heaps, mum was working late. Yeah. So do you think that kind of like inspired you to? go into that business route like you, you never really know what you're going to do at school but did that kind of give you a mindset like just work hard put all your hours and obviously said they're working late nights did that kind of give you a bit of insight to what you wanted to do or not exact opposite i saw it <laughs> and i was like oh i do not want that at all yeah, like yeah. growing up i was like jesus christ they're at work all the time and like obviously they had heaps of time for us as well but i mean like most weekends like we spent it in at the workshop and yeah. you know just played around with these machines like you know we oh, I, like when i go past an engineering business and i smell that smell of steel i'm like oh my childhood you know like it's <laughs> terrible it was, yeah it was terrible and um you know obviously they provided the heat for us but yeah i suppose it wasn't until like even in school i kind of wanted to do like something to do with finance i like money yeah I obviously saw that like it had a lot of benefit and that people that were sort of in tune with how money works obviously made a lot of it. So that's yeah. what I wanted to do. But going through the whole of high school, like my dad was like, oh, you know, go to uni straight after school, go to uni straight after school. So that's what I was going to do. And then got to like grade 12 and he was like, you know what? I think maybe like you've been doing too much school. Like you might need a little break. And yeah. I went, oh, you know what? That'd actually be good. I'd appreciate that. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, I'm tapping the table. So he's made me tapping in the last, you know, 10, minute, 10 to 20 minutes. I do apologize. <laughs> First podcast I've done. So I'm not nervous. Done no one. No. Um, yeah, so he obviously said that, um, you know, uh, don't don't go to uni. And I went, yeah, okay, I'll have a bit of a gap year. Obviously, you guys were working at the GOAT, yeah, same yeah, time yeah. as me. So we saw. So he encouraged you to have a gap year. He and, did. But did he encourage you to not go to uni at all or just have a year off and kind to of. To find your feet and, it was and the see year what off. you want to do? It was yeah. the year off. He's like, I think you should get. Because, like, I also worked from grade eight to grade 12 at the business as like a TA just to get that work ethic. So like school holidays, I was working 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, and, you know, he, I did, I hated it, to be honest. As soon school as I got hard out of, knocks, brother. Yeah, hard yeah. as soon as I got out of school, I was like, see you later, Dad, I'm out of here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he just wanted me to have a year off to sort of get into the workforce and just kind of maybe know what I wanted to do. Um, and at the end of that year, I told them that I had applied for university and I was going to go down to Brisbane and study down there. And um, yeah, you know, oh, look, they Did don't know. Did you or? Yeah, they don't know about this, but they're going to be listening <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah, I never applied. I never applied. I fully, fully just never even applied. I was like, yep, yep, no, I've applied. And then mum started getting sus. She's like, how long did you have them on for that you were at uni? No, no, I never, no, no, I never had them on that I was at uni, but she started getting sus. She's like, all these other parents, kids are, Telling them that like they've been accepted, and I'm like, oh, I'm in the third wave, you know, like it's just the third pool of people that get accepted. And then I like was real bad, so I like rang him up on my birthday. Is this said, once you're already down there? Yeah, I was in Brisbane. Yeah, you were there. I've been you in Brisbane done. for like you're a like, month. You're like, there. There's no coming back now. There's no coming back now. 
So 5th of February, my birthday, ring him up. And I'm like, oh, look, I got the letter today, guys. Didn't get accepted. And like, you know, it was my birthday. So they're all kind of like, <laughs> Do oh, they know like, this is all bullshit or? What? what? Oh, no. Do they, they know ne- that you never even applied? No, no. They never know. <laughs> yeah, so, Shout out Scotty Mel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll be listening. Don't you worry. I'll probably get a oh. And then, um, yeah, I suppose my story in Brisbane was just working hospo, which I've been doing, you know, at the GOAT. And it wasn't until... I got a job um, at Allianz that I was sort of in this big corporation. I saw that there was processes involved and like, you know, there was so much involved just on the day to day. And I was like, okay. And I went in there and I got to, you know, get a bit of a telephone voice and you get to understand office politics and, you know, I suppose a hierarchy as well in a massive corporation. Mm. And then like sales processes, just everything that you kind of you don't learn at school, or you only learn until you get into a corporate job like that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I kind of went, you know, am I, I going to do a career here? I don't know. And it was, it was a very easy job. Like once you got the handle of the calls, like they're basically all the same. It wasn't like super stressful. I mean, I could do whatever hours I wanted. And then I kind of got to a point where I was like, you know what? Am I learning am i developing i'm kind of losing all these skills i got like i'm losing yeah. my hard work ethic i'm being becoming lazy so you become complacent in a way that you're like this is comfortable i'm doing what i need to do but i don't see any growth oh is absolutely 100 percent. and then i found out like that even like some of our managers were like making less than us and i was like why the hell would i want to get more responsibility <laughs> in this company if i'm making less money than you people so yeah I said, right, I, oh, no, I was kind of happy at the time. And then um, I had a call from Patrice Kelly, a mutual friend of all of ours. And she said, like, oh, are you happy at Allianz? And I said, oh, yeah, I am happy because I was, like, just being lazy and just making yeah, all this money, easy. which I didn't, like, I was making pretty good money at the at time. The time yeah. yeah, exactly. It's better than the bar gigs finishing up at 3 a.m., bloody yeah. having your weekends Monday to Tuesday, and you're like, this isn't fun. Hey. This isn't fun, So yeah. better in that aspect, it was probably better, wasn't it? It was, it was. And then, um, yeah, so uh, she said, do you want a job in recruitment? And um, I ended up getting a job in recruitment, and that's where I've sort of been in the space for the last two years. I've just quit my job. Uh, well, my last day was Friday, so I don't know when this will come out, but yeah. today's Saturday, so, so it was yesterday days. was my last day. <laughs> yeah. I was there for two and a half years, and I'm going on to work for the company we spoke about at the start of the story, SMW. So, yeah, like I said, they recently imploded. I had a chat with the CEO and the CFO, and they uh, put a business proposal towards to, to sort of my career and where I could go in the company, and I decided to take that opportunity. So Yeah. Cool. So just like, just rewind, like from where you are now and at school, like, did you see yourself doing anything that you're doing right now? Like when you're at school, like you done a few business subjects at school, didn't you? Nah, nah, no, I you... did. No, I did um, chemistry, uh, chemistry, physics, math, B, graphics, no business subjects at all. Yeah, so I was yeah. offered. Yeah. I was like, well, so it was I like Brando and I, we, we had no, <laughs> we, like Brando and I, we had no like interest or at school, like around any of those business subjects. And it was like maybe people that had, parents that were in like that corporate lifestyle that maybe done those business subjects but it's good to see that like yeah i guess tyler and i like our parents we were never like didn't come from a business family or anything like that where you did steve mm. yeah and we ne- we never took interest in the business subjects and then it's it's good to hear you say that like you your family did come from that but you're like oh that's probably not for me at the time but i think it's after that school period mm. we can definitely attest to this tyler like you just I think you're so in a bubble at school and they tell you what you have to do. You've got to be here on this time. You've got to think this way. It's not until you finish school, you start finding your feet on what person you're going to be, but what you're actually passionate about. So I think it's after that, you start finding your feet. You know, you might try this, you don't like it, you might try that. 
don't like that. But it's after that school, I think you start developing and you go, oh shit, I actually like doing this or I never thought about doing this or thinking it that way. And it just comes naturally once you get out of that, you know, the so bubble. yeah, that it's just well, so. You think about it. Think about all the people that went to university, like obviously you guys did as well. University straight after school. I remember like within six months, you'd be talking to your mates. Oh, how's it all going? Oh, I've dropped out. Or, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I've changed subjects. And I'm like, so all that money you just spent on that course, that just goes to the debt that you're going to have to pay off. And they're like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it was like, I think it was something staggering. Like, oh, just, this is obviously just bullshit data. But like, it was like something like 50% it either dropped out or changed the subject they'd originally gone to do. I'd, I'd agree with that. Like, even, yeah, even we had a few friends from school and that, that done like the same year, first year course as us in business. They either dropped out or, or done something different. And yeah. even the class size, is half after the first year because people just, oh that's exactly right people just worse. don't do it like, yeah they get two years think, in and I they're like the, okay, dropout, the dropout rate's even higher with the first semester of the first year so like if you don't make it past the first semester like everyone goes there and then a few others just drop off here and there throughout exactly. the way so so at school like or just leaving school besides your dad's advice of like don't do uni have a year like did you have any ideas of what you wanted to do at that stage not at all no no, no I was just like you know what I think I'm just going to go for a bit of a journey just you know find out and i I was luckily to be self-aware enough to go okay you know what all these people are dropping out they don't know what they're going to do this is a massive decision for a young person to make maybe i should get into the workforce find out exactly what my strengths are and my weaknesses are and go okay what jobs focus on those strengths and which jobs don't focus on those weaknesses because that's where i could succeed and that's where i suppose i'd like yeah like i wanted to double down on my strengths yeah and obviously yeah had a little bit of a stop stop cycle there at uh, Allianz where I got a bit lazy and yeah. I, I, you're going to come across that you know I, what mean, I mean all those things when you look back to like where you where you are right right now in your career you look back at those stages and you just think I wouldn't be like where I am in my career now without those early stages you know you might have learned some foundational skills at Allianz that you kind of you then applied into, to you yeah, yeah applied and then you developed and like kind of honed on those crafts and skills and now you're a lot better, Adam. So, Absolutely. I mean, that was probably a good starting point in your early career that you didn't go to uni. Not that I'm saying uni is anything better, but you've learnt those skills at an early age straight out of school and you've kind of like built them along the way for your, for your job at Sinico and then moving into your new role now. Without a doubt, I don't think that, like, I think if I didn't have that time at Allianz, if I had gone to Sinico, my progression through that company would have been a lot longer or a lot slower. Oh, wow. I think that they did teach me some core values there that I was able to bring to Seneca and, you know, I wasn't sort of in the deep end as much. I was maybe in like, you know, the middle of the pool, you know, so I was able to swim a bit better. So that was probably a positive. And like you said, like, even though you look back at something like, oh, that was a bit of a you know hiccup in the career path. Like they did teach you things. So it is always a positive. You always yeah. got to look at that. Yeah, I, I can agree with that too. Like definitely stages long. I used to obviously work at SMW just before you come on board a few months beforehand and then a job previous to that. Like all the skills and that that I learned along the way have kind of got to the stage where I'm now and that's where I'm, I'm applying those skills that I've learned. And a lot of them, yeah, like they haven't, they weren't skills I learned at uni. They're just skills you learn on the job in real time that's the only like way you get proper experience in like these sort of things. I just want to go back at yeah, Steve, when you were at Cineco. So obviously you started in Brizzy just as a um what just a junior recruiter or, or whatever position and then you ended up being uh before you just finished regional manager, was it? For- no, no, so I wasn't regional manager. It's a bit of a weird terminology because oh, like yeah. regional manager is like the Queensland manager. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But like was I was you? the manager for Central Queensland. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, so yeah, so I-, I just want to like 
for a 23-year-old, if you just look at in perspective, someone who's gone to uni, they might not even finish uni till they're 20, yeah, 25 yeah, yeah. or if you're doing a medical degree, way later. Yeah. I just like how you've kind of got into the business world and then you've worked your way up. And for someone who's our age to then be at that level, like you work, you progressed in the company up to that level. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you would you know, give advice to someone or is it just the simple foundations you learn and you just grinded your way to that? Or just talk us through how you yeah, kind of got from you know, entry level straight into recruitment and then you, you worked your way up just before level. you finished. Yeah, into a, a management, like a senior kind of role. Like Because for someone at. our age, for you to work your way up, I'm sure it wouldn't be that common for someone who's 23 to be in that position. Is that right? In that 100%. Space? Like when I was leaving the, the company, Cineco, when I was leaving there, I spoke with my direct boss and he was saying like, you know, there's not many 23-year-olds that have your job. It's mostly 40-year-olds sort of thing. Yeah, so definitely. That was, that was something I took away from it. But I, I, I spoke... I suppose I was a little bit lucky, but what's that saying? It's like you make your own luck sort of thing. Yeah, like, so I worked hard. So I, oh, sorry, I should start again. So I started <laughs> off as a junior recruitment consultant. Yeah. So that means a job comes in, a company needs you know a certain amount of people, they need a position recruited. You go through your database, you go through Seek, you speak with all the possible applicants, and then you'd essentially, ma- or not make the decision for them, but you provide a short list that they can make a decision based off that. I then moved into business development manager. Obviously, they sort of saw a bit of potential in me regarding sales and building relationships. So were you hitting like you were hitting KPIs and you were meeting the minimum targets or you were exceeding them and then they seen the potential or was it, or was it more of a character thing and they've gone, I can see where Jack can take this if he goes to that next level? Definitely both. So I was meeting the KPIs and, you know, I, they definitely saw a bit of character in me. Yeah. Um, so they went... Who we wouldn't can... see a bit of character in Mr. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they said, well, you've got to get this bloke in front of clients. Go, right. So anyway, so I started there doing um, BDM in Brisbane and oh my goodness, I thought I'd worked hard, but like, that's a hard gig. You're going there... And you're walking around the industrial parks of Brisbane. It's like beating heat. It was in the summer. I st- so I was a recruitment consultant for 11 months. Yeah. No, no, sorry. I started in like six months. Six months I was a recruitment consultant. And that was for. what, all desk job? Or? All desk job, yeah. Yep. Now straight to the office every day, you know, seven to five and, you know, yep. away you go. And like the culture there was really good too because it was a hard work culture. So it was like you take your work phone home with you, which I like liked because I was like, I need to get this edge back and yeah. not being lazy and just clocking in and clocking out at, you know, nine to five, which I was at Allianz. Forget so, about it as soon as it's, yeah, you've clocked off. Exactly. Like they, yeah, anyway. So um, <laughs> did six months, got into BDM and that was some hard work. So it was just coming into summer. You go down to the industrial parks, you park your car for the day, you walk in and out of businesses and say, Hey, yeah, you know, I work for labor hire. Do you got no, 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 no. So you just get faced with rejection. Yeah, that rejection would be tough, hey, especially being young. You're going, shit, I don't get, or I don't get paid enough for this, or man, I can't keep doing this every day. Exactly. How many no's can you handle? But you just got to think, like, they're not saying no to you. They're saying no to the the opportunity or what you're presenting them. So this might not be the right time for them, or they've had a bad experience in the past. They go, oh, these bloody recruitment, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. No, 100%. And my bosses, um, Kevin, Dave, they were two brothers who started the business. They were great mentors to me because they were sort of saying things that you just said, like, you know, it's not personal, you know, just take it in your stride, you know, you're going to get better. And, you know, obviously over time, you, you do... handle rejection a lot better once you kind of take it front on and, and you get oh. you get a lot of rejection, you d- develop thick skin and then, you know, down the track in the position you're in, like when you are doing them BDM roles and you're going to see people that have never heard of you, like 
them saying no it doesn't take any skin off you once you're like you've done it for a little while absolutely like my confidence even in my personal life has grown because of that and i i suppose i was lucky in the sense like i knew at the time i was like look this rejection is going to be bad i knew it'd be good for me i was yeah. like you know you need to do this you need to put yourself out there you need to get the confidence from being rejected you know all day so then when you do um you know finally do get a client you you look after it so I was there for maybe like four months doing that, you know, day in, day out. I was constantly like speaking with my, my two direct managers, you know, we were discussing different options and all that sort of thing. And then um, a guy uh, that used to work for us had finished up quite suddenly in Rockhampton. They had a couple of different options. They didn't know what they were going to do. And they said, Jack, we would actually like you to go up to Rockhampton. And at the time I was like... Did they know you are from there though? No, they did. They did yeah. know I was from Rockhampton. They're like, yeah, go on home, you know, just look after the branch for us for a month until we find a replacement. I was like, nah. This is this is a funny story because I was actually coming back from Brizzy or, or coming and I ran into you at the airport. And because we've always stayed close, even though you moved to Brizzy and I was with Chloe at the time. And uh, we'll, I think we're going back to Rocky as well. And I ran into you. I was like, oh, what's going on, man? And you're like, oh, bro, that... It worked. They've maybe they want me to come back to Rocky for a month. I'm so off it. I just I've settled into you know I've been to Brizzy for so long. Now we go back to bloody Rocky and this and that. And at the time so you were, it. I think you were just in that headspace. You're like, oh, this is a step back kind of thing. And you're like, oh, stuff this. Well, or- I absolutely thought it was a step back. I was like, I was like, I told him, I was like, look, I know what you're trying to get me to do. You want me to go up there for a month? I'm gonna like it, and then I'll stay. I was like, I am not staying. I was like, I'll give you a month. And then I'm back in Rocky. I was like, I got a lease. I got back friends. Back in Brisbane, you mean? Yeah, sorry, back to Brisbane. Brisbane. I was, yeah, sorry. I was like, yeah, I yeah. give you months in Rocky. I'll be back in Brisbane because I had a lease like that was a lease till like June, and this is in like early January. So lease, friends, everything's just sort of all like I've been spending. I think it was like four years in Brisbane at that point. Yeah, yeah. So you're just getting into that, and I I remember you're just I, getting settled really, just like, getting in settled. your career, friends, lifestyle, everything. And now you're like, I'm literally going back to where I grew up. This sucks. Like, yeah, this and sucks. like in the previous years that I've been back to Rocky, it was fun coming back, obviously seeing you guys and seeing all your you know friends. But like after day two, I'm like, get me on the plane out of here. <laughs> I'm off. So get back here. First day I come up, the boss comes up and he goes, yeah, you're staying, aren't you? And I was like, not a chance. I was like, yeah, I already hate so it. How long, were you meant to stay for a month or two months? I was meant to stay for one month. One and month. I said, on the 30th day, I want a plane ticket booked back to Brisbane. I was like, I told you this is what I'm going to do. So Luckily, what happened? Run us through what happened. Like, obviously, because that's not what happened. So. Not what happened at all. So, yeah, obviously, this is my second year or two and a half years I've been in Rock Hanson now. It's been that long since you've been back here, right? Since I've been that's back here. Yeah, that was yeah. January 2018. Yeah. I, I came back to, to Rocky. So, yeah. Um, obviously, it feels like just the other day you come back, but then at the same time, we've done like that much stuff together as mates and, and groups and that. Like, it's gone so quick. Eh? Oh, oh so quick. It's it's lightning fast. Like I remember those early days when I first came back to Rocky, just like they were yesterday. Like yeah. that first year went by so quick and yeah, no, it's it was insane how, how quickly time has passed. And but I think that's also us being young as well. Like, yeah. you know, we're obviously in a fast paced like we're in a fast paced point of our lives. Like mm. it's work, personal, socializing, like all that stuff. Go, it's go, co- go, it's go, yeah. go, 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 go. But yeah, so got to the end of the month. He hadn't booked the plane ticket. He came up to see me and I said, oh, I'm actually thinking about staying. And he said... <laughs> and I remember you, it was like not long you ago asking, you come up. Yeah. You were saying like, and we would, we had a conversation when we were out and about like, and you were going, I actually don't mind being back. And then obviously Brandon and I gave our perspective just being uni and staying here. We're like, honestly, man, like Rocky's like, hype, people hype it up, hype it down because they go, oh, fuck Rocky. I'm going to go Brizzy and like, 
don't want, want anything to smoke. Yeah, yeah. Once I've left, I don't want anything to do with it. But like, we always say, oh, like we've we've met new people, had better relationships and friends, like, and all that type of stuff. And then, like, you you've come back, and then and you kind of see our our point of view, and you're like, oh, it's like getting to like reconnect with people I grew up with that I'm actually close mates with and stuff like that. And that's, I think that was it. And in hindsight, any regret coming back? No, no. Because you wouldn't be, I don't think you'd be sitting here right now or you wouldn't be going on to this new job if those stepping stones didn't happen and you didn't come back. You would probably still be doing the exact same job. Is that right? hundred percent. I probably would have quit a long time ago. (laughs) So that was another beneficial thing about moving up to Rockhampton was they were kind of like, oh, look, you know, you're going to get to handle all these big dog clients like you know you've just been doing four months obviously not ready yet but we're just gonna have to give it to you this is gonna be like you know a, uh, what are you, not, not a jump start yeah i suppose like a jump or a head start you know yeah, in your yeah. career and i kind of thought about it, i was like yeah i'm gonna get to talk to like the kamatsus the hastings of the world's like we were big in our space of mining so i was like yeah this could go all right i think i'm thinking i'm gonna move back oh i spoke to mum and dad and they were like yeah move back like, they, <laughs> they, they, okay sold yeah sold. so i was like yeah i'll definitely move back um and um yeah so then obviously i sort of i was not really the, the central queensland business manager at that time either i was just kind of like doing new sales you know still trying to keep the branch going and um at the time we also had um a bloke up from brisbane who was trying to build the rockhampton team a uh, close friend of mine, Alex, um, but he wasn't from Rockhampton. He was solely from Brisbane. And then, um, yeah, so build the team here. Um, the guy we had in Mackay finished up like six months later. Another lucky, you know, chance. Yeah. And they sort of said... I Everything got back- happens for a reason, bro. Exactly. I got back from Europe and they said, oh, like Tony's finished up. Um, do you want to take on Mackay as well? And I said, absolutely. I was loving what I was doing <laughs> in Rocky at the time. And I was like, I want more opportunity. I want more responsibility. So that was a year ago, or oh, like a year and a little bit ago. I think it was in June that I, oh no, July when I started that new role. So I started traveling to Mackay every second week and staying up there and also getting to speak with other bigger clients. And because Mackay's industrial estate is so much bigger than Rockhampton and like, because it's so much closer to the mines there. And it's just almost like a whole other level there, which yeah. was, you know, a whole other interesting side of business. And that was probably one of the best things I think about my whole time at Cineco was I was going into, you know, Campbell's Wholesales, which does like food. I was going into mining companies. I was going into white collar businesses. I was learning how they all operate and how they are looking for these certain people in their businesses. So I wasn't just learning how the mining game works. I was learning how all these different industries work, which was awesome. And then you're also speaking to like the most important people of these businesses, you know, GMs, operations managers, hiring managers. managers. Yeah. Yeah. Or even workshop supervisors. And another great part that I did love about Cineco was building those client relationships. Like it was so good to have those people become your friends and hang out with them outside of work. And, you know, it becomes more than just a client. It is a relationship, which, mm. you know, I unfortunately had to give away once I've come to this new job. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But like we've just spoke about, like it's all just stepping stones into a new opportunity and the new part in your career. Like we're only still young, only all 23. So this is another stepping stone in career. And look, this might be where you're, this might be another stepping stone, the job you're moving to now into something else later in the future. But like at the moment, like where you want to go in your career, which we've spoke about off air, is like this next stage, this job that you're moving to now is what is where you want to go and where you envisioned it once you started learning all these skills and in this industry, like that's where you've seen yourself going. So it's kind of just progression. Absolutely. And I think the thing you said about the stepping stones is so right because I constantly look back at my career so far, which hasn't been much. I mean, it's just like the GOAT uh, hotels in Brisbane, <laughs> Allianz, and then, you know, the Cineco job. 
And I look back and I go, you know, even at the time as a young person, you think, oh, this is just a shit kicker job or yeah. whatever. You are learning skills there that you don't even realize until you look back and you go, oh my God. Like for example, the goat, you learn how to like, des- like um, what's the word? Um, de-escalate situations or handle difficult customers. You're dealing with yeah. drunk people. Confrontation. Like, confrontation, all that stuff. People that aren't agreeing with each other. So. Exactly, yeah. That's yeah, the which, time you're just going, this is that shit. Yeah. I hate this every day. But yeah, it's funny how you look back and you go, I got I that actually, skill from there. Yeah, and I was just, able to use it in my next even job. Even just the thing of talking to strangers that you've never met before, even though you're on the other side of the bar and they're chirpy, but just learning to talk to people that you've that never you don't know. And that, and that applies to, you now you're going to talk to someone who's important in the company. you got to gauge the conversation and go i don't know this person from bar so i've got to keep the convo going something yeah. as small as that that you'll probably pick up that chat from the bar job exactly which we all know personally how that works personally but yeah it just applies after that you know yeah after you get out of that scenario and you look back and you then you go oh i actually learned that at the job that i thought was doing nothing for me is there any, then, any jobs that you guys had where you kind of, at the time, you were like, oh, you know, this isn't the greatest. I'm not really learning anything. But then in hindsight, you've looked back and gone, I did actually learn this from there and I'm so glad I did. Yeah, definitely. I think just our retail jobs, we spoke about it briefly on the previous podcast. Yeah, it's just that interaction. It's just that, mm-hmm. yeah, learning to uh, how to engage, how to interact with um, your staff, your, your people who are coming in. Um, yeah, like I said, we've worked plenty of bar jobs as well. It's just that, and even my current job outside of this business, yeah, I've learned so much. Like, I didn't think oh, I was going to this job going, oh, I don't know what to expect. And two and a half years down the track, you know, I've learned how to talk to clients, yeah, how to deal with stuff when shit hits the fan and you got to move people around and do this and that. And just, yeah, it's at the time you're going, this is shit, but it's when you're uncomfortable in those situations. That's how you learn. Like when you, you said, yeah. you said, oh, you know, you're knocking on doors. And at the time, I, I would have been the same going. I was a 20-year-old kid knocking yeah. on these doors. And they're like, no. They're going, who's this idiot coming into Legit. our thing? Oh. And you're like, this is so shit. But then you look back or you look now and go, holy, like I've learned so much. Like if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be the person I am now. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have this growth. 100%. I think I think in those hard situations, you definitely do grow and you find out who you are as a person. And look, at the end of the day, you might not grow. You might go, oh, this is definitely not this for me. This is not for me. That's so also okay though. you don't have a customer-focused yeah, yeah. job. Yeah, yeah, so that's you learning what you want to do in life. So that's why I think it's so important for people to get out in the workforce before going to university. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, a, that's probably a big take on this whole topic today. Like, you don't have to... You're not just going to go to uni and learn these skills and then you're going to be the best person at whatever industry you're going to go into. You Once you're in that industry or that field it's going to be a few years down the track you find your feet or you get that experience and then you you know then you're confident and then you then you might work your way up in a business but i think just people maybe coming out of school and and thinking about doing uni or not from our perspective of going to uni i would say if i had some time over again i may have done what you done steve like you know you've got that experience you went straight to the deep end of a workforce and are working with people who are much older and you got that great experience. Um, but there's also, you know, plus side and, and downside. Yeah, to- uni gets so pushed down your throat at school. Like you can, oh, like, I just last two yeah. years of school, man, like just, it's all like, you got to prep ready for uni. You got to do this. Like, cause at uni, they're not going to do this and help you out. Blah, blah. Like just pretty much in the back of your mind, like uni, uni, uni. And obviously going to a private school, like it's probably encouraged to go to university and get a professional degree or whatever. But, like just for people that aren't sure what they're going to do, like 
don't feel bad for going to go, I just want to go work and experience and figure out what I want to do. Cause like myself and Brand and, and you, Jack, like we didn't know what we wanted to do after school and not many people do. Like you're so young then still learning about yourself and you don't even think about it. Like they push it into, you needed like, decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life yeah. before you finish school so then you can apply for it at uni but that's just not reality really it's not like, reality people do like in like the dropout rate and the change course rate like people chop and change because they how do you know what you want to do if you've never done anything you got to taste a bit of everything and like what you you tried the alliancing and then you moved to um Cineco and now you're moving on to another business like you had to taste what you liked and you've kind of along the way like Ty said stepping stones like, oh, I like a bit of that. I'll take it to this job and then now on to the next. And just, you know, if you didn't, if you just done uni and then say your dad said, oh, come work for SMW, you wouldn't have any idea what the business was about or, or how, how to interact with clients or how to, you know, do what you're meant to do. But exactly. you, you built up that experience along the way. And it's funny, like they talk about like scientifically, like your brain isn't developed till you're 25. Yeah. So yeah. like you're, you don't even know who you really are. Like you think about when you were 18, because I always do this as a little bit of an exercise. <laughs> I look back from like when I turned 19, I look back at my 18 year old self, I'm like, that dude was an idiot. Like, yeah. you know, and then you go, I'm and so different. And that dude was a completely different person to so where different. I am now. And completely you look back, different. like even if you get Snapchat memories or photos or... You're like so or, embarrassing. Yeah, seen, exactly. Like, how was I in that mind of like frame of mind then? Like that is not even me now. So like obviously all those things that you do now are just developing to the person you are now and what you're doing now. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I think it's so important for people to be in the workforce and find out exactly who they are, mm. find out what their strengths are or what they like and what they don't like and then go, okay, I'm going to base a career off of this. Yeah. And then that's when you go to university. Like, that's... We're so young in the grand scheme of everything. Like, oh, children. We like, we've been out of school for what, nearly six, seven Five years. Five years, now. I think, yeah, now. Five, yeah. Wait, six, oh, like 2014. 14, six, uh, six, six years. Coming up six years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christ, yeah. so yeah. just like, just, oh, just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah so. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's, that's pretty, yeah, it's crazy stuff. So um, anything else, Steve, you want to add? I think just, where we're kind of going to wrap this up, like I guess the topic was opinions on uni, how we've both done different sort of channels and how we've got to where we are now. Uh, would I do anything differently? Personally, yes and no. Like I'm not going to say a direct answer. If I look back now, I go, I've got a 40 grand hex debt I've got to pay. If I, you know, if I had my time back, you'd go, oh, I had that 40 grand. I could have made our business or pushed our business along but then you think about a bit it, quicker. If we, if we didn't do uni, would we have started our first business? Then would have we, in our first business, we had started getting a passion for marketing because we're doing marketing at uni as well. Yeah. We might not have been That's in where this was... business we are now if we didn't do that. And we have learned great, you know, foundational skills that will apply forever. But all other skills we've just learned along the way through trial and error, and that's similar when you just that's when yeah, you're working as that's well. That's where like, I'd say the no, like yeah, we've learned so much along the way to where we are now. If we didn't go through that route, like 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 I said, everything happens for a reason. We've done that. We got through this channel. Now we're doing our own business, and yeah, we could have had a bit more money. Our business could have been an extra year or two along the track at this point in time. But we, we may even be here. we may not even be here because we didn't. We might not have learnt the foundations through the channel we've gone. So. What about Steve? Would you change anything, or you 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 believe everything happens for a reason, or those steps you took to get where you are now? Exactly, and it's funny you say like the hypothetical. Yeah, it's going to be a yes and no answer because you know you think about every possible option. If I was like to give a message out there to anyone, I think that the school should be because they just push the university like down your throat. Which oh, I think it's is crazy, wrong. eh? So wrong that like people are getting themselves into debt or getting making a life decision that 
is going to make them unhappy. They're I getting think forced into it. Pretty forced much. into it, a hundred percent. I think that there should be like maybe a bit more of a focus on trades or like people that want to get into the workforce instead of going straight into university. Mm. So that's probably my biggest issue with high schools and pushing universities. I mean, universities are a business and they do talk <laughs> yeah. to the high schools and yeah. say like, you know, feed us your children. We want this money. They so, make you feel bad if you don't want to go to the uni. Right? Oh, if you're absolutely. not already in like a school-based apprenticeship and you don't want to do uni, you kind of just, they kind of push you off the side like, well, that's a bad decision. Like, yeah, yeah. You're making the wrong decision. Yeah, we don't care about you anymore. Bro, yeah, and yeah, that shouldn't be, that. that's not how it should be. Like, you know, we could, you know, go on about that for days, but... Yeah, look, I definitely think down the track, I'm going to go to university. I yeah. think that I will, whether it's an MBA or to get a degree that will help my career go further. But, you know, if I was to go to university straight out of school, I probably would have studied finance, which is not anything similar to what I'm doing now. Yeah. So that's where I probably... And you might have fucking hated it. Too, might have hated it. I might have <laughs> got in. I, like, you know, and actually, I tell a lie. I actually did go to university one day. But you weren't what, enrolled. You no, no, I wasn't enrolled. I just rocked <laughs> up to a lecture because I was like, what, what uni was it? Um, UQ. So I was down living in Brisbane at the time. I was with Harry Comino. He was studying psychology. Um, obviously, he went to our school as well. Yeah. And he's studying psychology. He's talking about this sick stuff that I'd like to hear about. And I was like, so they're doing a lecture on that tomorrow? And he's like, yeah. I was like, I want to just rock up. Like, they check. They no one would no know. No idea, bro. There's, no clues. I took notes and everything. Yeah, caught the bus. I was like, I'm a uni kid. Then you I got almost, out and was like, if you had a mate going through a degree, you could almost do a whole degree with no one not knowing. Uh, never no pay for it. Never pay for it. Without doing the assessments. Like, you just get that very uh, basic knowledge. But you could almost, you could do that, eh? 100%. You just and wouldn't be in 30 grand debt. And, <laughs> exactly. And you wouldn't have a bit of paper with your name on it, graduated bachelor of one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's probably the one thing I do regret is like you guys were talking about in the last podcast, like, is it SWOT analysis or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, it's very hard to know the gaps in your knowledge without knowing what they are. So mm. like, I don't know what I would have learned if I went to university and did a similar degree to yourselves. There yeah. might be certain practices that I'm not doing at the moment that could accelerate my career that I'm unaware of. But yeah, that's probably my own. I could easily say though, like I don't think, I think the route you went is awesome as well. And I don't think you've missed out on anything. Like you're still, um, yeah, you still got that business mindset and you want to thrive in that industry. But I wouldn't say you've really missed out on would you agree, Tyler? Wouldn't you? Yeah, nah. there's some foundational stuff. There's foundational stuff you'll learn and take away with you forever in your career or your business. But like for what I wouldn't say that you've missed out on stuff that you're not going to learn down the track. Yeah, it's, you know it's I mean? going to be eventual, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, like I said, you can go to uni after you've got these years. And you see that all the time these days. Like people have worked in the industry for so long and then that the employer goes, all oh, right, you actually need to have a degree to keep your job. So then that go do that or, or, or something like that. That's another thing or, that SMW said. Like there's like, if you want to do any education that, you know, provides better services to our company, we'll pay for it. So like... There's another reason why like, I could go to university, not have a debt or anything like that. And it's weird too because like, everyone always pays out mature age students, but they're probably like the smart ones. You yeah, know? They're yeah. the ones furthering their career or life and they know they exactly what they want to do. experience in the industries. That, yeah, that yeah, no, exactly. In, yeah. yeah. All right, well, I think, are you guys happy to wrap that up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good yeah. yeah wrap it up. We've got a few barking dogs in the background. It's going to <laughs> Worse than the tapping fingers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> no. Nah, thanks for coming on, Steve. It's been a good podcast. Hopefully, I'd love to get you on for another one for another topic or... Just talk some dribble like we oh, always do yeah. on the Yeah, we could have a personal one. Because, like, obviously, you guys are in the early stages now. You don't know where you want to direct this. No, nah, yeah, yeah. We just... could, yeah, give us a couple of years. We could be anywhere. Hey? Yeah, exactly. And try different things. Like, you know, yeah, have a bit one. You could be in another job or fucking passed out after you've had three ah. <laughs> That old party trick. That yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, well, thanks very much for having me on, guys. As the first guest, I feel honored. Yeah. And uh, I wish you all the best. I hope it goes 
everywhere. Yeah, awesome. Cheers for Thanks coming on. Luke. We'll uh, see you on the next podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye.